Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello and welcome to The Scravy Show. Thank you for joining me. I know it's been a very long time since you heard from me, about five minutes ago. We have a lot going on tonight. We have the Padres beating the White Sox. We have the Aztecs beating San Jose State. We have someone on national TV saying that Jaden Ledee is a top five player in the country. You'll hear that in a second. We also have, I, I still want to go through this NFL report card a little bit because I find this fascinating. How a professional sports franchise is run and especially when they're making, they're, t- they're cutting corners where it, it's coming at the player's expense, which you kind of want your players to be happy so that you can win. I saw in the chat earlier today that uh, th- these guys are, um, what is it? These guys are, what was what was in the chat? The, oh, these guys are babies. These guys are babies because they just cry too much. Well, hey, if I was a professional athlete, I've made it to that level. I would expect some good facilities. Let me tell you, I would not expect a uh, rat infestation as the Jaguars had last year. So we'll go over that in a little bit. If you want to join us on YouTube, you can search 97.3 The Fan. Scraby Show is live right now. We got Dan in the chat. Scrabinators, he says. Castro, Scraby time. Evan, the AI cat. I call him a cat because his, his uh, or yeah, his, um, what is it called? Avatar. Man, my brain is not working today. His avatar is a cat, so we call him Evan the AI cat. If you have any questions or comments, you can go to the YouTube chat and you can ask him there. But I wanted to start with, uh, you know, this. And it would be, so I didn't really want to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. In the chat, in the YouTube chat, there everybody's allowed. Everybody is allowed. But I don't like it when people start talking trash to my my people in the chat. And this happened earlier. It was a weird interaction with someone. Not even going to give them the time of day. Well, the name. I'm giving them the time of day now, but I'm not going to give their name out. But when you come in the chat, if you come in thinking that you can just make fun of everyone, 
If you come in thinking that you could just talk all the trash you want, I'm fine with like real trash talk, like fun trash talk, but trash talk that goes over the top, not a fan of. So I'm not one, as we talked about the other night, I am not one to block people. I am not one to block people. And today I had to block someone because they mess with my guys. And uh, if you know anything about me, you know that I don't really care about you know, people making fun of me, but I do care about people making fun of the people that are, that I care about, if that makes any sense. So don't come in the chat, guns a blazing. Don't come in the chat thinking that you're going to make fun of everyone because I will boot you. Boot, I say. Uh, we got some more in the chat. Oh, look, we got Mailman Rob here. It's good to see Mailman Rob in the chat. Evan the AI cat, he says, hey, Scraby, shout out my brother. He survived brain surgery. Wow, that is serious stuff. I'm very happy about your brother, Evan. I'm glad that he survived. Um, we also have, uh, who else is in here? We got Cactus Man. We got Awful Waffle. Um, we have Anthony. Excuse me. My voice is starting to go a little bit, but if you, again, would like to join the chat, YouTube and search 97.3 The Fan. You'll find it right there. A lot going on today. Got to tell you. A lot of moving parts, a little behind the scenes. I think that's what I'm going to start doing here on the Scraby Shows, giving a little bit of behind the scenes on what goes on on a daily basis with Gwen and Chris. But it has, every year the baseball season comes around, and every year I know that the show is going to change because it becomes a little bit different. Not a little bit different. It becomes a lot a bit different with Tony being on the road and going to Arizona and being all over the place and all of that. So... My entire schedule kind of changes and it revolves around the Padre season, which it should because that's what my job revolves around. And so I have no issues with that. But I got to say, I get really overwhelmed and nervous. Um, I get overwhelmed and nervous with like things that I can't really control. So sometimes we're going to have technical difficulties. Sometimes we're going to have issues. Like Chris today earlier, he had an issue with his app that he was using. So whenever baseball season rolls around, you can know one thing about me, that I'm stressed. But you know what? I don't feel so stressed anymore. And I thought I was going to feel a lot more stressed when I started doing video on top of everything. Now, I haven't actually done video yet, but for, for you know, during the season. But we'll see in a couple of weeks when, when that happens. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to plan on a lot of things this season. So stick with me, and I will try very hard to bring you stuff that you can't get anywhere else. The Tier 2 team, the Scales crew, uh, Michael says, we should get Scraby to come out and play a game with us. I think we're talking about the Ben and Woods League. Um, I would love to because I love playing sports, but... I really do have to get my shoulder surgery soon, and I uh, still am waiting for an appointment, but my arm is just not good. So if you would like a guy who's a DH, if you would like a guy who is uh, a first baseman, I can do that. But I really am not the best option right now as a pitcher, as I'm seeing on the chat. Definitely not on that. Tell me a little bit more about the league in the chat, people, because I want to know about this. Ben and Woods starting a baseball league. And I would love to join. I was not invited. It was not sent my way, which I didn't expect them to. But maybe one day, maybe one day I'll be cool enough to get into that league. 
It's time to get caught up on the latest with the news of the day. Sandman has a question on the chat. I'm going to tackle in the next segment. So, Sandman, if you are waiting for an answer, I will be doing that in the next segment. But now it is time for the news of the day. And the Padres beat the White Sox today. And they did it in come from behind fashion. Two days in a row now that the White Sox, or the White Sox, two days in a row now the Padres have uh, had to do some things in the late innings to get a win. And I know it's only spring training, and I'm going to keep saying that. But I keep thinking, you know what? I keep, I, I don't know why I can't enjoy spring training or I can't read into anything spring training. I feel like spring training is the preseason. We read into everything preseason. We talked about it in the Big Five earlier. Everything. Everybody tells me that the that spring training doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what guys do. It doesn't matter if they're great. Doesn't matter if they're terrible. But we continue to to talk about guys like Yamamoto and Juan Soto and all that. But back to the Padres. They beat the White Sox. Matt Waldron, really good outing. Brett Sullivan. Now, I read over the weekend or on Monday, one of those two days, that Brett Sullivan is. He's going to be a third catcher if he makes the team, but he can also play other positions, and he's also a lefty bat. So the last couple of days, Brett Sullivan has been doing some great things, and he's making a push for this team right now. And uh, he tripled today, and he had a two-run homer. So that's good to see out of Brett Sullivan. Also, Brito had a good outing. He gave up a run, but he went three innings, and things are looking good in that department. So I am going to take that and run with it. I don't care what Tony and Chris say. I'm going to feel good about what the Padres are doing right now. And as Tony said when he joined the show, Padres are starting to swing the bat better. They're starting to have better big league at bats, which I then asked, what is a better big league at bat? And it's basically just being patient, swinging at the pitches that are over the plate. I actually heard from Jackson Merrill or read about something that Jackson Merrill said. And they asked him, you know, what are you trying to do here in spring training that you haven't really done in the past years? And he said, be patient. Hit more balls over the the heart of the plate and stop chasing the edges. And I'm always very curious about. Um, I'm I'm always very curious about. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting emotional about this. Um, I'm always very curious about the different levels of baseball. Since I never played minor league baseball, I don't know how good it gets from the A level to the double A level to the triple A level, and so on and so forth. But uh, Jackson Merrill was saying in. High A, guys have two good pitches. And in double A, guys have three good pitches. So each level you go up, the 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 confidence in the pitches from these pitchers go up. And I, I just can't imagine being able to adjust to that. I really can't. It's crazy, to, to me at least, to be able to adjust to something like that. Uh, Jackson Merrill was on with Ben and Woods this morning. And he was actually asked by the guys, because we've been talking about it, he was asked by the guys, does he think he's going to make the opening day roster? Um, I'm not really one to say, like, I'm going to be, you know. Sure. Like, I don't like putting that into words, but I will say, like, I want to be. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, what I've done here in spring training, it's, it's only been six games, don't get me wrong. Like, I still have more to prove. I'm young. I have time. But at the same time, like, I, I want to be there. Yeah. You know, I want to be playing against that competition. I want to be competing against that competition. And I want to be playing with everybody in that clubhouse. That clubhouse is legit this year. There's no one in that clubhouse that you'll go up to and not feel connected to. Like, e- even different cultures, you can go to anybody in there, and it's it's locked, you know? Um, but, yeah, no, <clears throat> I'd say I, I want to be. I, I want to it. be somewhere on the field. I don't care where it's at. It could be in the infield or the outfield. I want to be on that field. Yeah. 
That's the exact attitude I was talking about the other day that I love. And I already admitted I'm already a huge Jackson Merrill guy. I love all the responses that he has. I love how at the age of 20, he's able to be thinking about these things like he is. And I like a guy who wants to just go do his thing. And that's what Jackson Merrill is all about. That's what he's been doing. And to, you know, I also want a guy who's confident enough to say I want to be on the opening day team. But I also know I still have some work to do. So Jackson Merrill continues to impress me. Jackson Merrill continues to make me feel like he's going to be a great player. And Jackson Merrill continues to make me the biggest fan of Jackson Merrill. So I, I know that he has to continue playing well. And I know he has to play well at the big league level. But why can't I just be excited about Jackson Merrill right now? Because he's showing stuff, and he's turning heads, and people are writing about him. People are talking about him. So I'm a a unabashed Jackson Merrill fan. The second news story of the day, Aztecs, they beat San Jose State, and Jaden Ledee is awesome. He had 27 points, 11 rebounds. After the game, the national broadcast, CBS Sports Network, they break down uh, the games after they are aired on their network. And Gary Parish, one of the most respected college basketball analysts in the country, had this to say about Jaden Ledee. I'm sure Brian Dutcher on some level didn't like the game, you know, being as close as it was at the end. This is something they're supposed to win by double digits. But still, you're just trying to avoid the devastating loss. And they did that. As for Ledee... Um, it comes down at the end of the season how people want to construct All-American teams. Like, how many bigs are you willing to put on it? Yep. Because obviously Zach, uh, um, uh, Zach Eady at Purdue is going to be one of them. And is Cal Filipowski going to be another? But Jaden Ledee is one of the five best players in college basketball this season. I don't know if he'll be a first-team All-American because mm. somebody's going to want to throw guards on that thing. But he's one of the five best players in the nation right now. Awesome. Eight point six. So that's always nice to hear. I mean, come on. No one ever really talks about the Aztecs in that light, even though they went to the national championship game last year. But Jaden Ledee is turning heads everywhere. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago, and he just sounds like a really good dude, a humble dude. He just sounds like a guy who wants to play basketball and win. So very happy that Jaden Ledee is getting the – uh, the press that he deserves because not many people are out there saying that Jaden Ledee is a top five player in college basketball right now. But Gary Parish has no qualms about saying that Jaden Ledee is a top five player in basketball, college basketball right now. So that's always great stuff. The Aztecs are not playing tonight. The Aztecs men's are not playing tonight. They will be back in action very soon. The Aztecs women's, where Chris is calling their game in New Mexico, they just got underway. Uh, Six nineteen left in the first quarter. Five four New Mexico over San, San Diego State. Now the the women's Aztec team. I looked at the record earlier today, and I was kind of not surprised because Chris has been telling me about the wins and stuff. But an eighteen and ten record coming into the game tonight against the New Mexico Lobos. So both basketball programs right now for San Diego State are doing great things. That is, uh, that's good to see. It's really good to see. Final news story of the day. Padres signed Tim LaCastro. He played for the Mets last year. He was up and down. He he didn't have much time with the Mets, but they're going to bring him in and see what he has to offer. I'm not really sure. I, I This offseason in terms of signing people has been so confusing for me. Because there were guys out there I think the Padres could have gone after, but they decided not to. And then they're going after someone like Tim LaCastro. And I'm not trying to you know, talk bad about Tim LaCastro, but it just wasn't a signing that really was like, oh, yeah, there it is. There's the missing piece that we all needed. But who knows? Tim LaCastro could be 
could be good for them, and he's a veteran, and he can play the outfield. So Tim LaCastro is someone that we are going to have to pay attention to here in spring training. Uh, Jacob says in the chat, has anyone mentioned the three-wide NASCAR finish? Pretty incredible. Uh, yes, I have. I don't know if I actually mentioned the three-wide three, three wide finish, but I did see the three-wide finish, and that was pretty incredible. They had one of those photo finishes, and this was actually a photo finish. Like, you couldn't see live which car crossed the line. And the um, the car that was closest to the camera on the outside or inside won the race, but it was by, like, milliseconds, and that was pretty fun to see because you don't get you don't really get that type of finish in NASCAR too often. You get some close finishes and I didn't personally see this one, but I love a good NASCAR finish. And then I saw some people arguing about how formula one has their different type of uh, way they run things and, and how it's, it's, it's not as dramatic as a NASCAR finish, but NASCAR is, I guess in the United States, at least the king of auto racing right now. It's, it's something that, People love. I've been to Alabama, and I can tell you right now, Alabama loves their NASCAR. We went to Talladega. It was great. Everything was amazing. So there you go. That was a roundabout news of the day for uh, the Scraby Show tonight. When we get back, I'm going to answer that question that uh, someone asked me earlier, I Sandman. And then we're going to go into... Something that um, we talked about Caleb Williams a little bit earlier, the USC quarterback who's going into the NFL draft, likely to be picked by the Bears, number one overall. But his his dad said something recently, and it has been confirmed, so I'm going to bring it up. And it's kind of strange, but it's also not like a terrible idea. I'll see which all, what all of you think when we get back here on The Scraby Show. I'm Matt Scraby. Thanks for listening on 97.3 The Fan. Scraby Show. 97.3 The Fan. I'm Matt Scraby. Thank you for listening. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can at Matt Scraby. Also, you can watch on YouTube right now if you search on YouTube, 97.3 The Fan. I'm also on Twitch. I'm also on Facebook and uh, on 97.3 The Fan's X page. 97.3 The Fan SD. I wish we had all of our accounts the same length or the same word, but we don't. So I always have to remember that it's 97.3 The Fan SD for the X page. Now, if you want to hear those in- interviews in entirety with Ben and Woods from this morning, just go to 97.3 The Fan SD.com or go to the Odyssey app and search for Ben and Woods. Uh, they will, you can hear from Joe Musgrove, you can hear from Jackson Merrill, you can hear from Manny Machado. We'll get some more of that audio here as we go through. But before we went to the news of the day, we got a comment, or I got a comment from a listener, Sandman, and I'm going to put it up right now. Sandman said, Scraby, do you think the Padres are done signing people? And this has been kind of a popular question, and I've asked it myself. Are they done signing people? If you were to ask me maybe a week and a half ago, or even a week ago, I would say, no, they're not done signing people. They're just trying to figure out what they need. But it's really... um, I think they're done signing people. I think they've shown us by now that they are more than willing to see what they have inside the organization than to see what they can bring in. 
Tim LaCastro, I know I kind of made it seem like that was a nothing signing. It's not a nothing signing. Uh, Brandon said, LaCastro's depth, the pinch runner type. Keep in mind, guys, this year is the reset, the CBT. Then by all reports, they go back to spending next year. And I hope that's true. I really hope that it is true that they're going to go back to spending next year. And this is a reset the CBT year. And I was talking to someone in my AA meeting recently, and they were telling me, like, well, isn't this what the Dodgers did last year? And I said, yeah, it's what the Dodgers did last year. But the Dodgers were, uh, I guess the Dodgers, they're in a whole different stratosphere of financial situation because the Dodgers don't really have to worry about money as they prove by spending over a billion dollars, which it does annoy me. I'm not saying this as like, oh, it's great that the Dodgers can spend all this money. Um, I just think that the Padres, the, the, the differences between the organizations, I think the Padres probably need to get under the CBT a lot more than the Dodgers needed to get under the CBT. So I... Um, I, I I don't think that the Padres being out on everyone is necessarily the greatest thing for me to think about in this spring training. But also, we're seeing some good things from the guys that they have right now. And I know that that's maybe not the most attractive thing in the world is to keep going with the guys that you already have. But, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing Ethan Salas do some things. We're seeing Brett Sullivan do some things. We're seeing Jackson Merrill. We're seeing Oscar Mercado do some things. Matt Waldron today. Let me go and get that Sammy Lev tweet from earlier about Matt Waldron because Sammy Lev put up a tweet in his first two um, starts in this spring training. That Here it is. It was uh, hmm, five innings pitched in the for through two Cactus League outings. No runs given up, only three hits given up, two strikeouts, and no walks. So that's pretty darn good for two outings in spring training. Now, a limited number of innings, but still, we saw what Matt Waldron could do last year. And I think that Matt Waldron, he's confident in his stuff. And I I really think this whole knuckleball thing and how he really doesn't want to be called a knuckleball pitcher I think it's going to just continue to I, – I, I maybe think that he's going to realize as he goes along that maybe in, being a knuckleball pitcher isn't that big of a deal. And I'm talking about a guy who I'm, – I'm a guy who's never been able to throw a knuckleball ever or pitch in general. But I don't think it's a bad thing to be called a knuckleballer. And today, first pitch right out of the gate, knuckleball. Benintendi swung through his shoes trying to stop his swing because he had no idea what was happening. That's right. No idea. But I, I do think they're done signing people. And and I say that this way. They're done signing people that are going to be big contracts. If they're going to sign anyone, they're going to be small contracts, minor league contracts. And I still think it's kind of crazy. I still think it's kind of crazy that they have the same guys on the team that we were talking about in January, talking about in um December talking about in November. So I, 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 this has to have been the plan this entire time. And maybe if something presented itself, they would be able to make a trade or do something that would bring in someone else. But I think they like what they see right now from all these guys. And again, superstars are going to have to superstar this year. That's my key for the year. Superstars need to superstar. And Manny Machado sounds like he's on his way to a superstar season. I mean, he could turn it on at any moment. Even though he had a down season last year, he had a great season. So those guys are going to have to step up. It's we. It's nothing new than what we've talked about the last few weeks and ever since the Scraby Show started. 
but it's something that I really think is the key to the season. Those guys have to produce. No ways around it whatsoever. Dan says Preller is rolling with what he has. You know, I definitely uh, agree with you. He is rolling with what he has. And the Padres do have one of the best minor league systems right now, maybe top seven, top eight. So it's not like they are short on talent. And here we go. Everybody out there wants to see the Padres develop players. Everybody wants to see the Padres have guys come through the system and then hit the big league team instead of being traded before they get to the big league team. So here is that year. We can't be mad about we can't be mad about uh, we, we really can't be mad about a team that is going to do what we've been complaining about and then complain about what we've been complaining about. That made no sense, but I think everybody gets it out there. We got to just go with it this year. All right, real quick, Caleb Williams. I find this Caleb Williams drama very not interesting, but it's to me a lot about a guy who really won a Heisman. He really didn't do much, in in my opinion, to be the greatest number one pick of all time, which is what I'm get gathering from everything that I read. But I, uh, I don't know about the future of Caleb Williams, and I'm trying to be nice about it because I don't know him, and I've never been in his shoes. So I can't say that I would handle it different. But Kalen Caller of The Athletic, reported that Caleb Williams' father, Carl, had approached agents about the quarterback receiving an ownership stake from an NFL team that drafts him. And so Kalen went out and tried to confirm this report, and there is a confirmation that this that the father asked for an ownership stake in the team. NFL rules prohibit teams from offering current players ownership stakes, so the plan really didn't have any opportunity to get off the ground, but... I don't know why all I know we do this every year with the best quarterback in the draft, but it seems like this year it's much, much more hype around Caleb Williams. I don't know why we're already talking about him as if he is a pro bowler, as if he's a he's a, you know, a Hall of Famer. But it seems like a lot of people are talking like that. And Carl Williams told GQ, uh, Caleb's father. Quote, the funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being crafted than being <laughs> crafted, drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire for parity gets the first pick. So it's the gift and the curse. Now, I, I just cannot get behind these comments because Everybody through time has had to deal with the same thing. I don't know why Caleb Williams is any different. And I really do believe that Caleb Williams would possibly, you know, he said he's he said he's excited to be a bear, but there's just something inside me that feels like this is not going to be as simple as Caleb Williams just going to the Bears and being a, you know, their starting quarterback. I really don't believe that's going to happen. And I'm not mad at Carl Williams for thinking about giving his son an ownership stake because if you don't ask, you can never get what you want. But that is a little presumptuous in my mind. If guys like Joe Burrow can't get an ownership stake because he can't, he's a player, current active player. But to even just ask, to me, tells me you're thinking, and you should because he's your son, but you kind of should be a little realistic too. 
that you're already thinking that he's going to be this Hall of Famer. A team gives him an ownership stake. Can you imagine if a team gave a player an ownership stake and then that player was terrible? Then that player just gets to make money off the team forever. Like, I, I don't understand it. And I'm starting to get more and more annoyed about all the hype before actually anything happens. Like Yamamoto, for example. We talked about him earlier. He got paid $325 million when he hasn't even thrown one major league pitch. And the hype is unreal. They're re-airing on MLB Network the Dodgers game because of his two innings that he pitched. The hype train is starting to annoy me. And I'm going to be looking forward to the draft because we are going to do a draft show here, a first-round draft show on 97.3 The Fan with uh, Chris and Brayden and myself. That's the plan as of now. It could change over the next month or two, but that's the plan. I just don't know that Caleb Williams is really concerned about football. I think he's concerned about everything else. And, and maybe not Caleb Williams. Maybe the people around him are for, are concerned about everything else. But ultimately, as a football player, you need to be a football player. You can't just go out there in the NFL and win and win easily. It's going to be it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult for any rookie. Look at what happened to Bryce Young last year. Sandman, who asked the question earlier, said, Scraby, thanks for answering my Padres question. I'm a big Bears fan. Um, here we go. <laughs> this is uh, the chat went up. There we go. I'm a big Bears fan. Ryan Poles has kept his cards pretty close to the chest. If you're the Bears, what do you do? Do you think do you trade Justin, trade down? I personally think that you need to keep Justin Fields. He's shown enough to me in the last couple of years to know that if he gets into a good situation with some good coaching and he already has some offensive weapons around him and if they keep Justin Fields they can draft Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that's the way to go. I really do. I think that puts them in a good spot. There you I would much rather stick with Justin Fields and have him play like he has the first 3 years of his career or I think it's 3 years rather than try start over again because then you're Behind the the eight ball again. This is the other thing that I think the Bears are keeping in mind, and I think the Bears know that they cannot look past this. And if they were to draft Caleb Williams, that means that they were going to reset the rookie contract for their quarterback. Justin. So every quarterback or every player that gets drafted signs like a five or signs a five year deal, and each year the money goes up incrementally. And then then the fifth year, you can make a ton of money if the team opts into that. And most teams do because these guys are really good. But the fifth year is where you're going to get stuck because either you have to extend the quarterback long term or you have to go into a lame duck year and hope that that quarterback plays well and hope that quarterback returns to your team next year. But if they bring in Caleb Williams, they're back at square one and they're going to be paying very little for their quarterback, which is a nice bonus to drafting Caleb Williams. It really is. And in this day and age of sports, it's all about the money. All about the money. And especially with a draft um, or with a salary cap. Definitely all about the money with a salary cap. All right. Man, these shows go so quick. So quick. I'm late for break again. When we get back, we have a daily gripe. And I actually have a daily gripe today. I appreciate everyone who gave me some daily gripes yesterday but i have a daily grape that's very scravy and it's about space so stick around for that also we're gonna play some joe musgrove audio when we get back we haven't heard from joe today in the afternoon so let's hear what he talked about with ben and woods and let's go into our night feeling good with no no joe
Back in a little bit here on 97.3 The Fan and The Scrape Show. I just did something I've done like four times today that's really annoying me. And it's me starting the show or the segment and not having my mic on. So I scream into the mic and uh, nothing is happening. And so that's why you didn't hear me. Thank you for listening to The Scraby Show. Thank you for listening to 97.3 The Fan. Closing it up here. We got 15 minutes or so to go. I still have the daily gripe. You can still come and watch on YouTube. Be a part of the Scraby Show chat community that has been started. Uh, Jocelyn has just entered the chat. And if you... Did not hear earlier. Jocelyn had a, something to say to Tony Gwynn Jr. about parking backwards. So go back and listen to that. Forget what time that was. But oh, I think it was like 4, 4.35-ish, 4.35-ish. But she really wanted Tony Gwynn Jr. to know what's up, and I appreciated it. All right, let's hear from uh, No-No Joe here real quick because it's always good to hear from Joe. And uh, Joe was asked by the guys about the pitching camp that he put on because we've heard about that a couple times now. Michael King said that really helped him to get adjusted into everything. So here is what Joe said about his pitching camp. You know, this is something that I feel like is very impactful, not only for the players, but uh, it helps the coaching staff out a lot. You know, when you, you get Ruben and Fritz out there, give them a chance to have a week with these guys, see the kind of stuff that they have, especially with all the new guys we got coming in. Um, give them a chance to get at the Point Loma Bio Lab and get on the machines and kind of see how everything's working so that when we show up a week and a half later to spring, there's, you know, been a week and a half of work gone into what we can we do, per, you know, to perfect the delivery or to sharpen up the breaking ball or, you know, to be a little more consistent with movements. And it's just giving them a better a better plan throughout spring training. But on the player's side, you know, I think the the biggest thing to get these guys, especially the young guys, comfortable in the clubhouse is get them around the guys early you know let them know what the expectations are how the standards you know work here and what's expected of them so that when they show up to camp they already got a few you know familiar faces and they can kind of jump right into things so i'm very happy that joe musgrove is a san diego padre because can you think about can you imagine the team and the leadership without joe on the team and joe has stepped up and stepped up in a really big way and putting together this pitching camp really shows me that his main focus is to to be great and to also help his teammates be great so good stuff on joe there now joe is also working on a new pitch and it's a sweepier slider is what dennis lynn described it as on his tweet but ben and woods this morning asked joe about that new pitch it's difficult i think you have to come in with the right mindset and, and an understanding of what you're trying to accomplish you know like the first few outings in spring, that is your time. If there's something you want to work on, do it now because, you know, the further we get on into spring and as the season starts to get closer, there's less and less time to worry about that. you got to start focusing on getting outs and working out of situations and really trying to limit the runs in any way possible. So the first couple outings is your chance to kind of work on those things. So that's what we've tried to do. But the work between starts is the most important. You know, that's where things really get better. In the game, you're going out there just competing, trying to get out. So, you know, you're not thinking too much about that. That's why yesterday or two days ago I said I'm not worried about Joe Musgrove and the way he's pitched in the last or the first two games of his spring training because he'll be fine. And I was happy to see that I was proven correct because he is working on a new pitch, a sweepier slider. I like that. I, I think they just call it a sweeper now because last year I saw sweeper everywhere. But I, I find it interesting when a player of Joe's stature is willing to learn a new pitch, try something new, because, uh, I mean, that's how you stay great all the time, is you're always ahead of the curve. You're always adjusting what you can do. 
because, you know, each year you get a little bit older. Each year things don't really work the way they used to. And so you have to adjust a little bit. And this Point Loma Biolab, I need to go and... I need to go and figure, like, go and look at this. I need to go and see what they do there because it looks cool and it sounds cool, and I want to go and check it out. Um, so if anybody out there from the Point Loma Nazarene University area is listening, let me know because I would love to come and check out that Point Loma lab. Um, but Joe, he is someone that is, you know, as a pitcher coming to this team, he's the guy you're going to go to. You're going to go right to Joe Musgrove, and you're going to ask him all the questions and, you know, you Darvish is a great teammate, too. But I think people know that Joe, people gravitate towards Joe. And I really think that Joe is um, one of the – I'm trying to not be too sensational, but but Joe Musgrove over the years has shown me a lot about who he is as a person. And every interaction that I've ever had with him is a good interaction, and he gives me – like, he makes me feel like I'm an actual human being. And I'm not saying that Padres don't do that. But I've had athletes in the past. And, again, not Padres, I swear. But I've had athletes in the past. I can remember one time when I was an intern at the other station back in the day. And there was a former NFL football player who was really good. Uh, not a Hall of Famer, but close. And they were walking around the hallways. And I was starstruck. This was, like, one of my first times ever, uh, like, in radio, meeting famous pers- people, meeting someone that I used to watch on TV all the time, play football. And this person was not cool. They were not nice. They didn't even acknowledge me. And so one of my first interactions was a bad one. But over the years, I've really learned that, you know, there is the, there are ways that players can treat people that make them just feel on top of the world. And I felt on top of the world before because... When someone decides to stop and talk to little old me, it really does mean a lot. And Joe is a guy who will make time for anyone. So there you go. Joe Musgrove, hero of the century. Got the no-hitter. Going to be the the leader of this team this year. I see on the chat, If uh, do we know if Joe will be the opening day starter? Well, the guys asked him about that. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would love that. <laughs> I, I have an opening day start. In Pittsburgh, my first one happened during a COVID season, so I threw with a total of zero fans in the stands, super, which was a whole lot of fun. Super energetic. <laughs> yeah, not as exciting as a, a backfield spring training game. but um, And then I had an opportunity of what I thought I'd and, you know, I break the toe and kind of shoot myself in the foot there. So, um, you know, I, I work super hard to be recognized for things like that, but by no means is that, like, you know, a goal of mine every year. I want to come in and be as good as I can every year. And if that's the first guy or the fifth guy in the rotation, I say it all the time. You know, it doesn't matter what day you are after that first time around. Whenever yeah. you get the ball, you're the ace, and, yeah. and that's all that matters. So, um, yeah, it would be, it'd be nice to be recognized as that, but it's, it's not a goal of mine. It's kind of just whatever is best for the team, honestly. So there you go, Joe Musgrove. It it, it really does feel like Joe's going to get the opening day start, and it's it's kind of you know I think it's cool that it's in Korea and everything, but it's also kind of a bummer that it's not really the the season isn't kicking off here. You can't get the I, I know the opening day against the Giants is going to be huge. A home opening day against the Giants is going to be huge, but it, it you know I'm not going to complain. I just wish, just wish. That maybe the opener was not so far away and we could get to see Joe Musgrove start at Petco Park and that would be awesome on opening day. But he's probably going to start in Korea. So I think that's pretty good too. 
you got to start off the year. I mean, can you imagine how fired up he's going to be? Can you imagine how fired up that entire team is going to be? They're going to be playing for Hassan Kim. They're going to be playing on national TV. They're going to be playing against the uh, team that everybody has already crowned the winner of it all. And I say that facetiously. I've been using that word a lot today, so I'm going to keep using it until I wear it out. But I, I think that Joe is the perfect guy for this situation. He really is the perfect guy. Uh, you know, we have a couple, We have a little bit more time left here before the Daily Gripe, so I would like for you to hear about uh, Jackson Merrill and talking about his approach to the play. I mentioned a little bit earlier about how he, you know, he thinks that he needs to stop swinging at pitches on the edges and he needs to start waiting for pitches that are in the heart of the plate. But here is what he said to Ben and Woods this morning about his approach to the plate. I go in there with a different different mentality kind of every time, a different approach every time. You know, everybody is a different pitcher. Nobody has the same, like, same exact pitches. People will look the same, and you can kind of go in with similar approaches on each person. But, you know, just having a good approach is kind of how I get through my ABs. You know, I, I want to go in there and win the AB, and I go one at a time. You know, I'm not thinking about the entire game of what I want to do. I'm thinking about each AB and, like, how am I going to win that AB? What situation am I in? You know, there's nobody on base. It's still a situation you got to get on base. Yeah. Like, you're a leadoff guy. Um, but I go in there with confidence. I'd say now, like, I just I go in the box and I want to. I don't want to win. Like, I want to kick somebody's ass. Yeah, you know, 100%. I want to make it hurt. <laughs> I want to make it hurt again. Another great quote from Jackson Merrill, and I love the. I think that was um, Pearl Jam in the background. I'm not sure. Someone asked me, "Why do you guys do interviews with players at spring training in front of with all this background music there?" Um, I, I don't think we have a choice. We definitely don't have a choice, and so that's why. But every once in a while, you get some good music in the background. Uh, Kenny says, with the gap between Korea and home opener, could Joe and you start both in Korea and the home openers? Yeah, you know, I have thought about this, and it would be a week. So I guess you could do that. I guess you could have Joe go on the home opener and then or the uh, opening day start and then go to the home opener, which is a week later or eight days later, that would work. But you got to get into that rotation at some point. But I wouldn't, you know, that's a pretty good call, Kenny. I wouldn't be surprised if they were to have Joe go opening day in Korea and then uh, opening home opener. Uh, where was the, okay, so someone, Dan said, don't forget about Mr. Go in the Korea. Woosuk Go. I am not forgetting about him. He's going back to Korea, and so that's going to be huge for him. And he just left Korea, so it's not as big to me, at least, as ha Kim going back. We've seen the stardom that ha Kim has over there, back home. And he is going to be the guy everybody wants to talk to. Woo Go is going to have a great time, and he's going to, it's going to be very special for him, but I think this is all about Mr. Kim. I really think Mr. Kim is going to have a great series. I can't wait. I'm already pumped up for this. Why can't it already be March 20th or whatever? We've still got like three more weeks of spring training before we actually get some real baseball. Not fair. What's annoying Scraby today? Let's find out. It's time for the Daily Gripe. All right, Daily Gripe. I told you it was about space. Told you it was something very, very me. And... I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a intuitive machines, I guess, sent a lunar vehicle or rover or whatever it is. They sent it to the moon last week. It's called Odysseus. That's what it's called. But apparently this thing has kind of been a disaster. 
But my real gripe is that the lunar, I, I watched this whole thing happen. It happened on February 22nd. I sat in front of the TV. I honestly sat in front of the TV with my nieces and we all wanted to see the thing land on the moon. But guess what? There was no video. How do you send something to the moon and you don't have live video of the landing? We had live video of the landing in the 60s. So how in the world can you send something to the moon in 2024 and not have video of the landing? Now, they have released pictures today and yesterday, but they're just pictures. This is this is kind of uh, concerning to me that we're not sending video back. That should be the easiest thing. No one cares about the pictures five days later. Everybody cares about the video that's happening at the time. Also, they were saying that the whole Odysseus thing has fallen over now. Quote, we sat there upright with the engine firing for a period of time. And then as the engine wound down, the vehicle just gently tipped over. So now we have a big, as Rob Manfred would say, a big piece of metal on the moon doing nothing. With no video, just still pictures. What in the world? And I see the chat. We did land on the moon. I'm not going to go down that road. I think it would be too hard to fake it. Although there is a good conspiracy theory about the whole USSR, and and uh, we won't go into that. That's it for the Scraby Show. Ben and Woods tomorrow, back with you, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 